Looking for a special gift for that fag in your life? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get that friend of Armstrong and Getty some A&G merch. Oh. New for 19, our latest A&G logo tees, hoodies, and more. The Punch Violence in the Face t-shirt or the Castigat Redendo Mores tee is available. The Yo, Yo, Yo and the updated Stupid Should Hurt tee. The new Cal Unicornia state flag tee. We even brought back our classic A&G ketchup and mustard logo. Buy them now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find it at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. They don't support this hot garbage impeachment either. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. Say, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. It is Friday already. We're getting so close to Christmas, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The nation's teeniest, tiniest little impeachment. Mm. I, I say that. I had a conversation last night with a, a gent who is a, uh, a financial uh, counselor, an expert, commentator, writer, etc., and he was actually chuckling at how the day the impeachment became official, I mean, as I guess when it went to the Judiciary Committee, the market had no reaction, none. Right. The reaction was, as, as we agreed, yeah, we know. Yeah, it's something. He said any other time, any other era, it would have been an immediate 2,500-point uh, drop in the Dow, and, and then down from there all day as people panicked and, and discussed and counter-reacted and the rest of it. He said, no, the reaction was, yeah, yeah, it's fine, okay. So he got an entire uh, studio full of blurry-eyed people today as we had the big company Christmas party uh, last night. Man, we partied late into the night, dancing oh, and drinking and hijinks, oh my God. The one for the road, Michael. Why'd you even propose that? <laughs> what is that? Doing <laughs> shots that. at midnight. Oi. God, my one for the road was one more jalapeno sandwich, which was not exactly what oh, I needed. Oh, 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 oh. Well, just just in my stomach, grinding away, eating at the acid while I tried to sleep. I don't know what was the thinking there. Uh, let's it's in- a sick enough. Yeah, it was actually. It's delicious, but uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad there before we kick off this dang Friday version of the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Sorry this morning, Michael. I'm doing okay. Um, I didn't think anybody was actually going to dress up in 20s theme, and so I just dressed up in regular clothes, and mm-hmm. I was the only one, and so I was ashamed, <laughs> and so I got some cake, hid out in the broom closet, waited for people to go, and got to my car, and drove home so yeah there's a big black mark next to your name believe me far be it from me to criticize this sort of thing because dressing up is not my thing but I, that maroon shirt is kind of your go-to uh get dressed up shirt it would seem yeah yeah it came from the cleaners the only it was reason nice I, and press i didn't have to do anything the to only it. reason i notice is every picture we have of you yeah at any dress event <laughs> I, is I that shirt. i'm gonna have to switch things up <laughs> for the decades we've known you it's always that shirt yeah there's positive sean whose smile lights up the room how are you sean uh, well, I uh, 
I, I would like to quote our our one of our favorite news anchors who's echoing uh, my feelings at the moment. Stop the hammering! <laughs> I, I don't know who's hammering. I don't know, but it seems to be appearing uh, occurring directly inside my skull. Um, <laughs> what was that twenties themed drink that they had that everybody? That was, was the bee's knees, Jack. And what is a bee's knees? Uh, it was it was a gin drink with. Uh, various uh, sweeteners and mixers. It, it had, looked but, good. It had like a honey syrup thing and a couple, yeah. I, I think a lemon uh, juice sort of base to it. And yeah, yeah, I had I had more than one of those. Uh, and then at the end of it, uh, you know, when the the promotions people come, hey, we're going to this thing, and I'm like, hey, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. Oh, really? They went to a thing after, and so I decided to go over there. You know, even sure. though I fully knew that it was a school night, and I had <laughs> yeah. to get up. You know, yeah. I was uh, soaring with the eagles and hooting with the owls. Yeah. I've yeah. only done that five hundred times. <laughs> Do I need to bring a bucket into the studio? <laughs> no, but if you could, uh, please, just kindly stop the hammering. The party after. <laughs> Uh, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I feel very vibrant. You know, I mixed a little of uh, the grape with uh, some smooth shots of whiskey and uh, went out of here dancing last night. Fantastic. I feel pretty good. And I do have to mention the celebrity birthday of the day. This is for megastar of the decade. Taylor Swift is turning 30. She's 30 today. Taylor's net worth. Everywhere I look, it says at least, at least $360 million. Yeah. She would be one of the more impactful, successful 30-year-olds that's ever lived on the planet. Oh, God, yes. God, say. yes. And I want to point out uh, another celebrity birthday. Uh, legendary comedian and genuinely nice guy Dick Van Dyke. He is 94 today, wow. net worth $50 million. And I bring him up because I've always liked his work. And back in the day... I would run into him walking along the beach by the Santa Monica Pier on two or three different occasions. And I would just come up, and we would talk, and he knew I was on the radio station I was on, and just a really good guy. Cool. Oh, man, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good brush with celebrity, Dick Van Dyke. Right I have virtually no desire for any brushes with any celebrities. They're the regular people with interesting jobs. Maybe right. you hit it off, maybe you don't. I right. just, I don't know. Uh, but, but to talk to Dick Van Dyke and just... I don't know, pick his brain about comedy and the rest of it? Yeah. Oh, my God. We would, we would talk about, you know, he, he running his show, and uh, he, but he was just generally a really nice guy. And to just be walking on the beach in Santa Monica, I mean, wow. Yeah. Was that before he quit drinking or after, do you know? Uh, he was still a drinking man, I do believe. Okay, gotcha. You know. Even better. Yeah. Tends to go with beach walking, in my experience. <laughs> yes. um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is a Friday, December 13th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then, let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. That was the most Bush League play I have seen in my life because they want to simply get him back on the cameras because it's after 11 o'clock tonight and they don't think enough people is watching. So, after, Oh, that's what everybody was mad about. Now I get it. So after 14 hours, yes. 14 hours yes. of, the, of them making the same arguments they've been making for months, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Gerald Nadler says, and with that, we adjourn. And, and Colin's eyes get real wide, and all the, everybody's eyes get real wide, and Colin says, you're not even gonna, you're not even gonna consult the minority chair on this? You're just gonna adjourn? We're adjourned. And everybody's like, oh, what? You got, what? I want to have. So the thinking is, that the whole the whole idea was it's too late now to get on TV with this with the vote it's midnight yeah. <clears throat> we want this to be a giant TV story so uh, you guys yeah. uh, this drug on too long we'll do it tomorrow so it can make all the big news uh, 
of the day. So there you go. Yeah, right. Which fine. I'd, I'd probably do the same thing if I was the uh, majority and was trying to make an impact, I suppose. Back to our general manager, the world's smallest, dumbest impeachment. Go what, ahead. What are other news headlines there, Marshall? Well, along those lines, you just mentioned it. Dems delay, Republicans erupt, the impeachment circus labors on. We had a huge Brexit win for Boris Johnson, and thousands of penis fish are washing up on shore. What? Are you in peril? <clears throat> you know that. You know what's crazy is it sounded like you said penis fish. Have you seen the picture of the penis fish? I have not. Jeff. There is only one word you would describe the way that fish looks. Yes. Only Pen- one would pop into your mind. <laughs> yes. Penis esque? Lo- no, not penis esque. It would appear yes. a penis is washed up on shore. Yes. Then somebody would tell you it's a fish. You'd say that's a fish. Are you sure it's not a penis? This is this is childish and off putting. Well, okay, okay, I'm going to text you a picture during the break. Yeah. And then you didn't even a- consult the ho- co-host before you. Right. <laughs> you, you brought this up, Mr. Chairman. Child League Stalin. Wait till you see a picture of this fish. Um, will, trust me, I will be researching it uh, in mo- in a moment. Oh my God! Hanson just put a picture up. Have you seen it, Sean? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> what the heck? Why did God create that? <laughs> oh my God! Many women have said that. Um, uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, oh, it's it's delightful. You know, Jack, we have a standard mailbag. Uh, and, and we can do that in its slot in a moment or two. And then a little bonus mailbag later on. We received a number of absolutely fabulous correspondence from folks who served in Afghanistan commenting on the multi-part Washington Post piece on our 18 years of floundering in Afghanistan that we must get to. Yeah, and we got clips of the week, which is cool. In what way is that a fish? <laughs> I know. So I just texted you the picture. I don't know how long it takes to fly through the air to your home. Oh, no, here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. You take a look at that fish and tell can, me what can, you think that, think that looks like. You know, there's like. important stuff to talk about today. I'm not going to be part. Jesus, really? <laughs> there you go. What the heck? Armstrong and Getty. Hey, Dare, we'll bring you up to speed on the news of the day and try to have fun doing it. That's our goal today on the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) All right, then. It's good to have, you know, a set of marching orders going forward. Mm -hmm. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Easy in there, Michael. First, though, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Chris, this is going to be another historic day here in Washington. At the end of a long and certainly historic day. A truly historic day. It was a historic day on Capitol Hill. A historic day with millions watching. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. A point of order. He's here in accordance with Rule 66. How much money do you have to give to get to do this? The gentleman will not cast aspersions. To impeach a president who 63 million people voted for over eight lines in a call transcript is baloney. The FBI failed to document to the court assertions in the FISA application that undercut Steele's credibility. I've been saying for several years now that I can't meet a general anywhere who can tell me really what is the mission we're trying to accomplish in Afghanistan. We should debate 
you know, whether we should be at war, whether we should continue the war, what is the mission, and that's not happening. But I hope we understand that what happened here can never happen again. Because what happened here is not a few irregularities. What happened here is the system failed. We identified significant inaccuracies and omissions in each of the four applications. Seven in the first application and a total of 17 by the final renewal application. There has never been anybody that drew crowds like we draw. And I don't have a guitar. I have no guitar. I've been spending my whole life with him thinking he can see. So I was reminded, listening to some of that stuff that is gone forever, some of those stories, the FBI malfeasance will never be brought up again until the next report, and then that'll be another 24 hours, then it will disappear. Came across this in the uh, dispatch the other day. The 24-hour news churn can warp a person's perception of reality. It frequently feels like there's too much news to keep up with while simultaneously feeling like nothing in the news ever really changes anything. Hmm. And I thought, yeah, that's absolutely right. And I felt that listening to Cow there. There are some consequential stories in there that are already gone <laughs> and will never come back. And that's just the way it is now. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope the FBI reforms that are being discussed far and wide will will happen. I mean, it would be be shocking if they didn't. Well, anybody paying attention to whether or not they do, uh, they'll, they'll have to do it on their own because there won't be any pressure, pressure from the public. Same I'll with work that desk. Same with the war in Afghanistan. Yep. Mailbag. Yeah, okay. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Jose Rizal, whose work I do not know, but he said, Our liberty will not be secured at the sword's point. We must secure it by making ourselves worthy of it. And when the people reaches that height, God will provide a weapon. The idols will be shattered. Tyranny will crumble like a house of cards. And liberty will shine out like the first dawn. Now, that's part of the philosophy that, um, you know, liberty requires something of us. And that's why so many people don't like the idea. Mm. It's a demanding philosophy. Being a kept house pet of a, of a paternalistic government. Much, much easier. Moving along. Trump tweeted 127 times or something yesterday. That's what I heard. Most by far. Uh, but bigger than any week he had last year. That's a wow. lot of tweets. What was the uh, overarching theme? The thread running through. I think a little bit of everything. Okay. The 16-year-old climate activist. The impeachment. Stock market. Everything. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll take a quick survey of all those tweets and bring them to you. The uh, Christmas movies topic sure got a lot of response. Mm. Here's Daniel. I found it interesting that planes, trains, and automobiles made the big number four in the most popular Christmas movies list, considering it is a Thanksgiving film. Hmm. He's trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving movie. So what what the hell? Is, Is God Bless America a beloved Christmas carol? Is is uh, Winnie the Pooh a, a, a beloved Christmas symbol? I mean, uh, my God, it's a it's a Thanksgiving. Well, movie. if you ask Americans what their favorite Christmas movie is, 
And that movie ranks fourth. What are you supposed to leave it off the list? Yes. Or argue with everybody that tells you that. That too. You need to leave it off and argue. Or or vice versa. Number Alex, one was uh the was the, the Christmas story, the little kid. Yes. Alex uh, from the Great Northwest says, I would like to say that Christmas Vacation was my family's most used Christmas VHS when I was young. That was ours, too. As a kid, you don't understand the bad stuff, and I didn't go around talking like Chevy Chase after the movie was over. Ah, I should take that to heart and watch it with my kids. They would like it, I think. Anyway, he says, it bothers me how Michael says whipped cream. (laughs) What? That that it is whipped cream. Do you say whip cream, Alex? I say whipped cream. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you and Alex ought to hang out together in <laughs> Ignorantville. <laughs> the cream has been whipped. It's it's whipped cream. It's cool whip. Mm-hmm. All right, moving along. Uh, Anna's an idiot, writes David. Anna was, um, well, I'll just read it to you. <clears throat> I can't believe you read that ignorant and condescending message from Anna regarding the end of the decade. Then you agreed with her when she's clearly wrong. <laughs> no one recognizes 2020 as the end of the decade because it makes no sense. Please explain to Anna why she's the one that's commonly misunderstood. It's uh, blah, blah, blah. When we turn one year old, we've completed our first year of life. Turn two, two years, so on and so forth. When we turn 10, that means 10 years have passed. It doesn't matter that they blah, blah, blah. So when 2019 ends, that means 2010 to 2019 is 10 years and it's the end of the decade. There you go. Please educate, Anna, yourselves and your audience, and don't let stupid people steer you astray. You're welcome. Thank you, David. Thank you, Anna. And and thank you, everybody. That is the last discussion of that stupid topic we will engage in for the rest of our lives. Enjoy your whipped cream. <laughs> so if you're talking about music from the 80s, they wouldn't include a song from 1980 as music from the 80s. Sure, they that would. crowd. I don't know. It's got to be from... Uh, that's Well, that would be idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Melissa points out that evidently there's a, a well-populated internet thread, conspiracy theories about Home Alone, uh, wondering in particular how the McAllisters have so much money. The dominant theory is that Mr. McAllister is mobbed up. Oh, really? Works for the Chicago <laughs> uh, organization. They did have a pretty nice house and lots of VCRs. Oh, beautiful. So before we left the party last night, we took a uh, picture of the whole gang together, the whole Armstrong and Getty show together. Yeah, about that picture. I want it taken down from the Internet. All six I would of like us. it removed from the Internet because I look old. Well, uh, I look old and tired and crappy. Hansen, I hate it. Hanson took a picture. I tweeted it out, and it got like 500 likes and 80 comments uh, right off the bat. But then I felt bad that Hanson wasn't there, so I just retweeted a picture with Hanson. And Hanson's like me and my family. We've got a... Every picture we've got out of our family, I'm yeah. not in, because I take the picture all the time. Yep. So Hanson always takes a picture, but he's in this one, so there you go. The full Armstrong and Getty show on display, for better or worse. The good news is, with your family photos, you can just Photoshop yourself into the pictures, and it wouldn't be that different, because every picture I've seen you in just appears like you're Photoshopped in it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He does have that weirdly lurking Photoshop uh, aspect to him, doesn't he, Sean? Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to describe. Yeah, my red shirt had a good run. Well, so... <laughs> Well, so while your cane is a cool accessory, it's not a younging uh, artifact for any right. picture. You know, right. It's just, just, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But a uh, fine picture. And, yeah. uh, you know, Mar- with Marshall retiring, that's the last go-round for that little group there. So, bittersweet. 
as we would say. Marshall, looking very, you look very uh, stylish. Thank you very much. 20s garb, very yes, cool. Yes, indeed. Fantastic. But, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the House Judiciary Committee is expected to vote today on articles of impeachment. This after the committee met for 14 hours. 14 hours. I dipped in and out of it throughout the day as yeah. I was running around, and it was, it was like it was a loop. Of uh, of 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 a you know a ten minute conversation that we've been listening to now for a month, right? Just the same damn arguments over and over from everybody, yeah. right? And the same damn arguments you hear every time you flip on a cable news panel segment or whatever. It was just more of the that. president's not a king. You haven't proved anything, but all day long for fourteen hours. <laughs> this is secondhand information. After yeah. after that long run, the Democratic chair Jerry Nadler suddenly recessed the panel late last night. This it's been a long two days of consideration of these articles, and it is now very late at night. I want the members on both sides of the aisle to think about what has happened over these last two days and to search their consciences before we cast our final votes. Nadler's moved, <laughs> angering committee Republicans. There was no consulting from the minority ranking member on your schedule for tomorrow, which you just blown up schedules for everyone. You chose not to consult the ranking member on a schedule issue of this magnitude. So typical. This is the, the this is the kangaroo court that we're talking about. She's outrageous. It's more Stalin-esque than outrageous. Not even consult. Just Stalin-esque. Let's have a dictator. It's good to hear about that. N A M. Unbelievable. Stalin-esque seems a little over the top, um, uh, but that, that is, you know, that's why you want to be in the majority, but that's quite the move, because they were all supposed to get away today, so many people had planes and, you know, going home and all that sort of stuff, and right. flights booked and everything like that. What? We're coming back tomorrow? And why? old fat Nadler said, we're, we're through here, we'll see you tomorrow. And, yeah, and, out of nowhere. And the idea that uh, you need to you need to think about this for a while, like people haven't made up their mind, <laughs> yeah, is hilarious. Well, that's, why, that's why I guffawed. It's what? hilarious. <laughs> I'll give you a chance. I'll think about this for a while and decide how you think you're going to vote. Oh, that's very funny. This is not because I want to make it onto the morning news shows in prime time tomorrow. Right. It's got nothing to do with that. Right. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Conservative Party won a big victory in the U.K.'s parliamentary elections, and he claimed a mandate from the vote to go forward with his plan to fulfill Brexit and take the U.K. out of the European Union next month. We will get Brexit done on time. By the 31st of January, no ifs, no buts, no maybes, leaving the European Union as one United Kingdom. The win gave the Conservatives their biggest majority since the days of Prime Minister Maggie Thatcher in the 1980s. Well, the smallest number for Labour yep. in a hundred years. Yep. Is that right? In a hundred years. And uh, some of the analysis I saw that I liked that is happening in democracies, uh, well, certainly in Great Britain and the United States, are the conservative parties becoming the party of the working class person? Because in so many cases, the working class person is either not a socialist or doesn't care about pronouns or any of this other stuff that's going on that's so popular in the, you know, in liberal politics. It's just a working class, you know, party for them. And that's what labor was built on. That's what the Democratic Party in the United States was built on. And so many of those people are like, I don't know what you're even talking about with intersectionality and all this different crap. I'm just for, you know, higher wages and blah, blah, blah. Right. Interesting. The the party on the right, whether it be the Republicans or the conservative party in Britain, being the party of practicality. Yeah. Of getting things done, of being down to earth as opposed to the pie in the sky ideologues. Hey, here's another, now, that's interesting. Here's another thing that's interesting that could be new, good news for Trump. It certainly was. Um, in 2016, is the loud 
young crowd on the left is overrepresented in our minds in terms of the number of voters. The quiet crowd on the right is underrepresented. I mean, that's clearly true. Because they had polls leading up to yesterday, and none of the polls showed anything like the landslide that happened. That's because, you know, the Twitter sphere is full of all the young people, and they march and do all this stuff, but there aren't as many of them as it seems like there are. And then the kind of quiet people of, I don't agree with this, they don't tweet, they don't march, but they vote. Well, and I would argue that because of the nature of quiet people and loud people, you know, the loudsters are probably overrepresented five to one. They're, they're five times as big in our minds as, as they ought to be. But the quiet, practical, working people of America are underrepresented by like a 20 to one. That is America. And I also remember when Hillary Clinton was in her hotel suite preparing her speech because obviously she was going to win. And the returns started coming in. Her husband famously said, according to all reports, I guess Brexit was real. He he realized something was changing in politics. And this vote that happened yesterday, I mean, really just people that had not voted anything but labor their entire lives went the other direction. Mm. Similar to some of those people that had voted for Barack Obama and every Democrat their whole lives went toward Trump. There's just there's something going on. You know, it's funny. I've got this alternate uh, history fantasy going right now for some reason. If if Billy Jeff Clinton, after he left the White House, had not had a wife involved in politics, and, and you know, part of it is probably his ego. He still wanted to be at the center of the Democratic Party. If he had gone like Rahm Emanuel has to just clear-eyed, brutally honest commentator, how good would he have been at that, mm. Bill Clinton? Man, I'd love Pretty to good. have that, that voice. But, you know, he went to, he, he stayed partisan. Have you heard, my friends, about the invasion of the penis fish? Okay, can we, all right, do this, then let's wrap it up. In case you didn't know it, there is a real, legit species of fish in the wild that is nicknamed the penis fish. And thousands of them recently washed ashore in Drake's Beach, California, after a storm. The 10-inch marine creature... It's is, on your own backyard, Joe. <laughs> the 10-inch marine creature is also known as the fat innkeeper worm. 10 it, inches. It looks, it looks like a pink sausage and is known for creating U-shaped burrows in the mud or sand that it leaves behind. <laughs> well, so it's one other, of the things it's known for. <laughs> well, the, the striking thing about this is you got to see the picture. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. it's yeah, well, okay. If there's a, there was a, there is a fish that looks like that. That's that's news to everyone. Experts say they have been around for about 300 million years. They're harmless. They're passive creatures. Minus. That have many threats. Passive, way too passive sometimes. It, it is now. <laughs> yeah, it didn't used to be as passive. But. Yeah, it used to be quite quite the dictator. Very bossy. <laughs> anyway, now it's just eh, meh. Pretty much whatever happens, meh. <laughs> anyway, these passive creatures have many threats, including otters, seagulls, and sharks. There you go. So there you go. What to give you that story. you got to admit, you go out to the yeah. beach, and thousands of those have washed up on the beach and think, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I, this I still this is like those feet that washed up, but yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not sure in what way that is a fish. I see no gills. I see no It's a worm. It's a worm. It's a sea worm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Whatever you say. That's your news. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm Marshall Phillips. The arms. It's a trouser snake. Is what it is. <laughs> the conscience of the nation. <laughs> God, 
That's an off-putting looking beast. <laughs> it, is. it is. If I'm fishing and I reel one of those in, I, I hear those things go extinct. I'm not going to shed a tear. <laughs> no. Get those off the planet. Can we bring back the dodo and get rid of those, God? <laughs> oh, what an awful looking beast. Again, as, as many women have said. Make it go away. <laughs> Uh, more on the news of the day, I suppose we need to catch up on. It is Taylor Swift's 30th birthday. I think we're all celebrating that a little bit inside, aren't we? And uh... Oh, please. Please. <laughs> I have more details on the bumboat, as some are calling it. Yeah. The cruise ship utilized to house the homeless is uh, a proposal in beautiful Oakland, California. It's an interesting idea. Yes. I mean, it's pr- probably not going to help the homeless situation in, you know, say, uh, Kansas City. Uh, but uh, well, and like many things proposed in Cal Unicornia, it's an idiotic idea, as it turns out. That won't stop it, <laughs> but it's it's unquestionably idiotic. And we'll come it. aboard, but please don't poo the bumboat. <laughs> yeah. That's insensitive, really, Jack. <laughs> more more on the news of the day on the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. We let in light. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. But say a prayer. Is this the Starving Kids Christmas song? Yeah, it is. It's a remake, and they remade it. It must have. Yeah, I don't. From the eighties, when the was it Ethiopia was going on famine. Right. Horrible story, but always an interesting idea for a Christmas song. Anyway, there you go. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a late night joke off. We haven't done one of those in a long time. We'll do that next hour. Yes. We had banned them from the show because they're never funny. But they took on the idea of uh, Trump and that uh, Greta Thornburg uh, girl battling on uh, Twitter <laughs> and uh, the late night comedians, and uh, we'll see how they all handled that. I also have a, yet another anecdotal. They have stolen my punchline. <laughs> I have yet another anecdotal uh, piece of evidence to enter into the Stevie Wonder Can See department. This one aired oh, last goodness. night. Last night, us. another person with an interaction that seems fishy if he can't see. And uh, a new poll out of South Carolina, uh, pretty interesting, since that's Joe Biden's firewall. So we'll get to that at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, listen, the bumboat, the proposed bumboat, or the uh, the cruise ship to house the homeless in Oakland, California, which caught our attention the other day. Now I understand a little more of how it's going to work. The HSSS hobo? <laughs> yeah. So the the, the 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 headline for everybody was they're going to park a cruise ship there uh, right there in Oakland and put the bums on the cruise ship, put a thousand bums on there. Okay, right. they're not on the streets anymore. They're on that boat over there. Fantastic. Right. And and some, you know, honest, hardworking folks who just don't have a home, but plenty of bums and junkies. They mention in this article in the USA Today, a paper nobody reads unless they're in a hotel, uh, that the homeless population in uh, Oakland has grown 47% in just two years. Oh, jeez. And that isn't rising housing costs. It's because no. all the bums in America have gotten the word that from uh, Freeattle to uh, to Portlandia to the Bay Area, you get the most services and cushy stuff, and so that's where you ought to go. Anyway. Did you ever read The Grapes of Wrath when you had all the, the, the back where the term hobo came from, whole boy, 
people carrying hose on uh, on uh, cars on trains looking for some farm work somewhere that could get a job. Uh, that's when the economy was the worst we'd ever had in in our country's history. That people were really down and out. The economy is the best it's ever been right now. And you got cities where the homelessness is exploding by fifty percent in two years. It's incredible. Right. Yep. So this Rebecca Kaplan, she's the uh, Oakland City Council president um, and as such is utterly divorced from reality, is uh, completely unable to see it. Uh, it's it's a new form of psychosis, progressive cosis. Um, and uh, she happened to be aware because she was on California's mobbed up fake Bay Area Air Quality Control Board, which is uh, more or less. An, well, there's no need to get off on that tangent anyway. But she was familiar that a lot of cruise ships aren't up to date on their pollution control and are going to have to be docked or dismantled or whatever. And so she surmises that, hey, wait a minute now, this is serendipitous. Uh, all of a sudden there might be cruise ships available, so why don't we, we do this? Um, now, there are only a couple of hang-ups to this idea, Jack, of having thousands of uh, bums, junkies, and, and homeless folks living on cruise ships. Uh, number one, according to the people in charge of the port, there isn't the infrastructure to berth a cruise ship. Safety, security issues at federally regulated maritime facilities, it's untenable. It can't happen. So there's that. And then Flor- former Florida Governor Jeb! Bush came under fire after Hurricane Katrina because he fast-tracked a $236 million contract for Carnival Cruise Lines to house victims of, of Katrina. But all the victims looked at that and said, no, no, we want to live on land. We, we want to live in a tent. We want to do anything but live on a cruise ship crowded with, uh, you know, down and outers. And so only a few people actually ended up on the cruise ship. They sat empty for weeks, and uh, it cost a quarter million dollars per family um, to taxpayers to house those families on the cruise ship. It just it turned out to be an option nobody wanted. So That's other than that, it's a great idea. Yeah, that was my question yesterday. Is uh, there going to be mandatory drug screening or anything like that on the cruise ship? Because, you know, that's part of the hang-up on a lot of your homeless shelters. People don't want to stay there if there's going to be rules against my party and lifestyle. Right, right. And and listen, whenever we're talking about the uh, the West Coast bum explosion, or now it's a, to some extent, a, it's just a blue city bum explosion. Uh, there, uh, Austin, Texas, for instance, wrestling with bums like crazy. Dallas, Texas, not. Um, but whenever we're talking about it, we're talking about the bums and junkies. Park a cruise we're, ship in Austin, Texas. We're talking about the idiots and dead enders and and drug fiends and and scum. And and unfortunately, some people who, who maybe started mentally ill and got on drugs and they need help. But we're not talking about the nice family that dad got cancer and they lost their their lease or whatever, and now they're down and out temporarily because they don't cause any of the problems. And everybody's happy to help those people through charitable uh, organizations or, or, depending on your point of view, tax money. We're talking about bums and junkies. And they don't deserve a, a, a $5 bill as you sit there at the, the stoplight. And they don't deserve uh, nothing but sympathy and enabling. They deserve a kick in the ass. Um, I don't understand how this is the, the, the trend line for homelessness in a lot of these towns, you know, is so steep. It's exploded so much in just a couple of years. 
particularly in California. You know, and the rest of the country's got to be saying, thank you, California, for taking yeah. all the homeless for the whole nation. We really appreciate you having half the homeless in the entire nation in your state. Thanks but, for being such pie-eyed unicorn riders that you think you can cure drug addiction by making it easier for junkies to be junkies. How does oh. that continue that direction is what I wonder. Hey, and then even in liberal, liberal Oakland, you're seeing business owners, they're putting giant tree trunks on sidewalks throughout the city. Where they got them, I don't know, in an attempt to stop people from, from moving in to the uh, sidewalk in front of their business. So once again, you see the productive members of society starting to fight back, which I think is good. Was it San Francisco that started putting up street lamps on special poles that were urine-resistant so right. that they wouldn't corrode and fall over? Oh, that's gross. Right. After, after a certain number of whizzes, yeah, the aluminum light poles, they just break down and then break, wow, fall over, crack you on the head. What a story. Well, we've, we're devolving. Civilization is crumbling. It is the 13th. By my measure, we are 12 days from Christmas. I have a number of purchases to make, and I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to squeeze those in. Yeah, me and everyone else trying to figure that out. Yeah, I saw a number the other day that I think it was 61% of people say the joy of the holiday season is neutralized by the stress, or, <laughs> or, or worse than neutralized. It's, it's made into a net negative, which makes me sad. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think we, you, everybody needs to uh, reappraise how you approach it. Well, yeah, you're doing it wrong if it's stressing right. you out. Yeah, and, and you're caught up because everybody else is doing that, but, you know, for the umpteenth time, you are not the economy. You are not civilization. You are you. Your family is your family. You decide. Take some time. Have a cocktail with your honey and talk about it. Decide how you want to have the holidays for the rest of your life. Don't get caught up in the crap. That's promoted by people who just want you to spend your money. I want to gain weight, get stressed out, and run out of money. That's my uh, so the way I plan to do it for the next couple of weeks. It's good to have well, achievable goals. Yeah, exactly. And, I think, and, I'm on, and I'm on a good path for that. Right. I think uh, I think I'm doing well in all three categories. <laughs> and you're in good company too. Yeah.